here. Michelle Lamb, specifically. Sally Chen, you might have remembered me from the Friendship Podcast along with Michelle. I'm Addison Chen, the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, so we all have cats at this point, but I think only some of us have experience with pets in general from the past. I know Addison's only experience with pets is actually with me. That's not cats. true. I had a paper goldfish. <laughs> that still counts, people. Equality. That is true. You know, paper has feelings because it came from a tree. Wow. Yeah, Sally understands. Yeah, we all had pet rocks in the past, probably. I didn't. I had an imaginary dog. Oh, that good enough. I didn't have the resources. You had gerbils or hamsters before, right? Yes, I had. I can get into that later. Okay. That's the actual facts. So it actually first started off with, from the very, very beginning, we had turtles and fish, like most Asian families, I think, in at least New York. I don't know. But we had fish because that's just what all Asian families had to get. It would first start off with a bag of goldfish in a little tank, and then it expanded to other fish. So we would go to aquariums, and we would get like an Oscar fish, if you guys know what that is. And then we would get beta fish. And my mom even had a beta fish gift store. So it, it actually became more than just fish. And irony is that my dad was like, you know what? We want to be cheap. So we want to start a wholesale pet supply business just so we can get discounted supplies. But that only really started when we had rabbits. And actually at that time, I wanted cats for some reason. I think I just liked the idea of having cats. And I was like, oh... I want a cat, but then everyone was like, oh, but I'm allergic, so I can't have cats. So I shot that down immediately. The only option would have been rabbits because I was looking at like, what are some pets that we could have that are not that high maintenance, but also no one is allergic to? And rabbits were the ones. And they made me do a whole presentation, almost like it was a business presentation, do the research, present it to them. Why a rabbit? Why should we get a pet? You know, so they were basically training me to be a business person. And I mean, now I'm here, so it worked out. And I had a rabbit for like 13 years. First, it was my rabbit. And uh, we're get, we could talk about this more later on. But I got, got him from a pet store. And his name was Thumper. Then Jordan was How jealous. Original. Jordan was jealous. I was like, you know what? I'm getting a rabbit too. So he got Fluff Bun from the same pet store. And... That, that, that basically was the end of the story. But I wanted cats since the very beginning. But I didn't know anything about actually how to take care of cats or what to expect. I always thought they were going to scratch me and I was just going to accept it. But then when I did more research after I actually was thinking about it, it was like, wow, you can control it. You can do it by training and acclimation and all this stuff. You just need to do it. That was beautiful. 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 And to those who don't know, I currently have two cats, Don and Sora, and I foster cats too. So my first one was Light Fury, which was basically four months ago. And then now I have Charlotte, who is, I got her from two months ago. And she is available for adoption. (laughs) Uh, Check out Christine's Instagram to look up uh, Charlotte's bio. Adopt her now. Right now. (laughs) She's so cute. Do it. You know you want to. She's adorable. So, I had my first pet was a paper goldfish back in (laughs) elementary school. So, I had a little experience with taking care of pets. Valid, valid. (laughs) 
I think that wasn't that great. I just left it on my table and just stare at it. Like, <laughs> you didn't feed the yeah, fish. Yeah, I think it, I think it's good enough. Twenty years later, I don't know where it went. I think <laughs> my parents probably threw it out. But you know, goldfish don't live that long anyway. That's just how it goes with life, right? Yeah. And now I have two cats with Christine, who are my roommates at this point. And yeah, I never thought I'd have cats in my life. I thought I'd be more of a dog person. Do you consider them your son and daughter or your roommates? Sometimes, depending on their mood. Depending <laughs> how I feel too, they could be my roommates. Just like, just do your own thing and then I'll just come in and be like, hey, what's up? Oh, you need me to pet you? Okay. How has your journey been being a cat parent now? It's been better than usual, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I used to not like to pet, pet cats because I thought they'd scratch me. They still scratch me, but you know. It's chill. It's better than before, you know what I'm saying? I always had a passion for animals since I was young. I don't really know where this passion came from, other than probably because they were super cute. And I always went to like Toys R Us, picking out stuffed animals and not baby dolls or Barbies because I thought they were super ugly or like scary. <laughs> not really scary looking. I just didn't like them. I would rather pick a, a doll of a seal or a toucan over a Barbie or a baby doll and just pretend that I have a bunch of pets. But I've always loved animals, particularly I love dogs. Ironically, at the same time when I was young too, I had a fear of dogs, even though I loved them, so I would always try to watch them respectfully from a distance or on top of a table if they're nearby. And then one day, a family friend of ours was like, oh, I know how much you love dogs. I'll let you meet my friend's dogs. And they were two Shih Tzus that were very sweet, very nice, and that brought me over the fear of dogs. And... Yeah, I was able to approach them more confidently and I was able to truly accept my love for dogs. And at one point in my life, I was like, I'm going to be a vet. Turns out being a vet is not only about saving animal lives, but also being able to know when to take it when an animal is in pain. And I would be in fetal position all day, every day if I have to face those cases, which a lot of... You know, animals do, unfortunately, especially from rescues and shelters. So find an organization and donate and help those animals in need. Especially, you know, the ones that are don't have homes. Adopt Charlotte. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I always had a passion for animals, not just dogs. I would, like, look up, you know, any animal fact video I can find, I will watch it. Um, all my YouTube recommendations are animals, TikTok, you name the whole nine yards of social media. All animals. Um, so, I first had a hamster. That was my first official pet. Had a named Smuggy Wuggy. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how you, I don't know how to spell it. I don't know where that name come from. I just held it and I was like, Smuggy Wuggy. <laughs> And uh, she lasted for like two years, which is unfortunately how a hamster would last. Um, But yeah, she was a great little hamster. And then eventually I finally got a dog named 
Odie. Who actually also was a lot like an impulse buy, to be <laughs> honest, at a pet store at a mall, which highly do not recommend because of puppy mills. I just would like to inform anybody who listens, do not buy from a pet store. At least get one from like a shelter or a respectable breeder. But um, I got a chihuahua who I'm not really sure if he's a full chihuahua because he's kind of big, but he's a deer head chihuahua named Odie. And I named him Odie because he has a huge spot on his butt, like the <laughs> dog in Garfield. And then eventually, kind of 14 years or 13 years gone by, uh, due to the pandemic, I got myself a cat that was originally going to be my sister's cat, but because of COVID, he came to my care and now he's officially my cat because I bonded to him and I'm not giving it back to my sister. <laughs> so he's now my cat. He's a British short hair named Rome Atticus Rose Chen. <laughs> Hello, my name is Michelle Lamb. My last name is an animal, and therefore, I love animals, too. <laughs> Ever since I was little, I also was a huge animal lover. I watched a shit ton of animated films that made me truly believe that we can empathize with animals' inner thoughts and feelings. Like The Land Before Time, Bambi, I used to think that I could personally be a deer or dinosaur. I used to stick like spinach leaves on the side of my mouth and pretend I was actually a dinosaur. And if anything in the world was possible, I probably would have wished to have had a dinosaur as a pet when I was little. But as you can see, that is not possible <laughs> unless if I adopted a chicken or something. That is the closest thing to a dinosaur now, right? Oh, yes, an ostrich. Oh, that too. That will definitely fit in my house. Yes. Um, but yeah, so when I was little, I really wanted these animals that were impossible to keep. So I realized, you know, a dog, a cat, I guess those are the things that are possible. But no one in my family would ever let me get a dog or a cat at a young age. And I was like, oh my God, look at all my other classmates who have dogs. How do they get it? Like, how does it happen? So I would always be in my grandma's backyard trying to trap cats <laughs> with like a box and I would leave a stick under it and I would leave like chicken scraps and I would just sit there and wait until a cat came. And then it got to the point where one day I threw a tantrum and I was just like, no, you go mouth. Which means like, I want a cat. And my grandma was just like, shut the fuck up. We're not getting a cat. Your parents are allergic. Just shut up, girl. And I was like, whatever. So I was like, okay, what's next? Okay, maybe a dog. I really want a dog. So I told my parents. They're like, no, you have to be responsible for it. Maybe when you move out of this house. So instead, the first type of pet we ever got from my grandma were two little turtles. And they were named Daisy and Diamond. Aww. They both died. And I had a <laughs> mental breakdown at the ripe age of eight. After that, my dad is actually really interested in fish. So he would collect all these fish and I would grow really attached to them. And every time they all died, I had like 17 mental breakdowns throughout the course of like three years. Then finally, one day when I was like in fourth grade or fifth grade, my parents were like, all right, we'll get you guys hamsters as 
it's the closest to like a furry thing that you can like touch and play with. So we got two hamsters for my sister. They were both teddy bear hamsters called Mitsuki and Meroko because oh. Full Moon, that was my favorite um, manga. And naturally, I just named them after the two girls. And they were our pets until we moved to middle school. And then when they died, I had the biggest fucking mental breakdown of my life. I had to breathe in and out slowly. I made a slideshow in a tribute to my hamsters and we buried them in our new house that we moved to because during this stage in life, we were transitioning and I was actually going through some trauma because I was moving from Queens to Great Neck. And the day my mom told us, we're going to move to Great Neck. My sister didn't give a shit because she was not sentient enough at that age to understand <laughs> what was fully happening. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to lose all my friends. I won't know anyone. Like, I'm used to living in Queens, blah, blah, blah. But they said, but we'll get you a dog when we move. And that is how Dash came into the picture. Finally, after all this time, it took me having a broken heart to get a dog. And the reason why we settled on Dash, who is a Maltese, is because they're hypoallergenic and my parents are allergic, which is why we never got a cat. And we are now happily with Dash. And also, we also got him from a pet store, and I also do not promote that. I even got scolded by one of my classmates in, like, seventh grade or something like that. And, again, we were not educated back then. I would highly suggest you go adopt an animal. Don't purchase. Just don't support the puppy mills. Don't be a Carol Baskin. <laughs> um, and, yeah. Then I had Dash for pretty much like 10 plus years and he was a great learning experience because he has a lot of, he doesn't have a lot of health issues. He has one main health issue with his liver and that forced us to really like treat him with a certain amount of care. We have to give him a special diet. We walk him certain times of every day, make sure he gets his exercise and whatnot. Like he's a very particular dog, but I feel like because he's so specific, it prepared us for the future, which is when quarantine happened. My boyfriend, first of all, TLDR, he has a shit ton of animals from his history. He pretty much lived on a farm at this point. <laughs> but he had a cat named Nato. And during this time, he was really interested in getting a cat before quarantine happened. But then one day, his cat Nato passed away and just things were happening and the stars aligned. And we came across these two stray kittens that were at an adoption center and we fell in love with them after reading the description and we ended up adopting them and they are now named moon pie and bonbon which is actually their original name so there's no now before whatever that's just their name so yeah now i have moon pie and bonbon who are not hypoallergenic but after a few visits from my parents we found out that they're not really that allergic to them and now we're a little happy family while their uncle dash visits from time to time <laughs> All right, so I, I did want to kind of talk about since at the end of the day we were we are all young working professionals we all have pets, but where did it come to the point where maybe it was tough because you were, you know, like you were in college so you probably couldn't have pets at that time so in this case it would be Dash and Odie back at home and you can't really play with them or anything like that and I actually had Fluff Bun at that time who actually passed away during the time I was in college so there's like so many tensions in terms of what is exactly going home at going on at home but at the same time you want to be with them like how was that experience specifically in college before we move on to post-grad you mean having a dog while you're in college yeah like when you when you can't 
physically see your dog, in my case, a rabbit. It's pretty, uh, it takes a, it, it's a huge weight on your mental health. <laughs> yeah, I would say, uh, for me and for all of us, it was probably really hard not being able to see your little buddy thrive with you and then coming back home and then they're a lot older and you miss like four years of their life. Yeah. Which is a huge chunk for like an animal. So it was definitely probably all like hard for us, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like every time I live in California, but my family resides in New York. So my dog is on the other side of the freaking country. And I rarely see him, especially like this year. It like took a whole year just to see him again. And it's just like whenever I do come back, I have to be reminded that like you don't know what number of times left you have to see him. And it's not like... I don't have plans of settling in New York, but my parents do eventually plan to move to California soon. And even though my dog is kind of at the senior age, I feel like he's at least still mobile and thriving. So I have hopes that he'll have a good number of years in California that I'll get to spend with him. Yeah, I think at this point, it's just a matter of like, oh, you know, even though they're older now, you could still give them the best care that you can give them to like elongate their life. Yeah. Like to me, I still see some puppyhood in Odie, which is why I only call him baby. I don't recognize him as a senior because there will be days where he just gallops and does the little hops and jumps and I'm just like, you're still a baby. Oh, you're still like my little baby for those who think, oh, people talking in a baby voice like cringe. <laughs> Shut up, I don't give a shit. That's the only way he will like know that I'm talking to him. So how have you guys' responsibilities changed from high school to college? Like, because clearly you guys are not home, so who took care of what? And then when you guys came back home, what was that? So, middle, I think Odie was just my responsibility for the most part. I did have help from certain family members, like walking him, like when I ha would have school. But then after school, I would be the one to walk him along with my brother, but I think for the most part, he was my responsibility. But also, I mean, my parents, they're the very traditional Asian parents, and they really don't have much knowledge of like animals in general. So I would highly not recommend listening to a child's whim of wanting a dog Especially if the whole family was not in it together. Because I definitely have made mistakes of raising Odie. But that's because I was like only 10. Even though I would say like I would look up like animal facts and information of how to take care of an animal. I'm a 10 year old. <laughs> I wouldn't know everything. I also did not have much power of like... um like knowledge if I were to go to a vet office you know it's just like all of that was on me because my parents didn't know English and I would just be like I don't know what these test results mean or I don't know what you're saying or whatever and that was all on me and I would have to translate or something so that was a huge responsibility on my part which is why I'm an advocate of just like, I'm, I'm an advocate of just, like, don't get a pet if you don't know what's going to go on to it. Like, do your research, like, from 110%. Like, yeah, so, um, 
till college, my the responsibility shifted from me to like Raymond, my brother, and yeah. During that time, I also don't think he also like he was. We just kind of just didn't give like the bestest of care that we possibly could to Odie until after I came back from college, and unfortunately. He had diabetes, but it was not the end of the world. It was definitely the hardest time to like come to realization with that, but it was not the end of the world. And now he has been healthier than ever. He still gallops. He still does the things that he wants to do, but I've learned a lot from taking care of Odie and learning from my mistakes and trying to be the best pet parent I could be right now for the rest of his life. And now that Rome came, it was unexpected. That was also a little hard for me because, again, I was trying to like take focusing all my time on Odie. But Rome ended up being somewhat like he was a godsend personality cat. I'm not or like I'm not saying all cats are evil, but like his personality really matches or fits with like Odie in terms of like. He respects Odie's boundaries. In fact, I feel like he respects a lot of animal boundaries. He only hits at Odie once, but then afterwards, he pretty much... Okay, I <laughs> just looked at him. <laughs> he's, he's standing at where the gods are, <laughs> with this light shining on him. But again, that represents um, how truly of a godsend personality he was. Because if there was like any cat that kind of like had to take a lot of my attention or just didn't like having Odie around, I probably would not have been okay with that. But now they're like cuddle buddies and there are even moments where Odie's like, hey, let's chase my tail. And Rome would be like, I have no idea what you want, but I will love you anyway. Aww. And so, yeah, I'm trying to be the best pest, like the best parent pet parent for Rome that I couldn't be for Odie at the start of it all. But that was my biggest learning curve. And right now, I'm just trying to focus on Odie and Rome and giving them the best love I can. Especially now as a working adult, I can make the money and not have to rely on my parents. Yeah, I felt like for me, it was mostly because I had rabbits, so they're not as involved as a dog would be. You don't need to walk them or whatnot. But I did have to do a lot of the research and luckily because my dad had a pet supply business that a lot of the resources were easily accessible. It was literally in the basement. It was like basically a stock storage room right there. Mm -hmm. But I think like what was the biggest problem is that I had no mode of transportation. I had no money. So all of our resources were all strapped against my mom and my dad. They didn't believe in vets. They didn't think any of that was necessary. Somehow our rabbits actually managed to live 10 plus years, which not going to a vet, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Pre did pretty well. And we even got to walk the rabbits at one point too. But honestly, what really struck me, and this is not even from college, it's actually like trauma probably back in my childhood of elementary school, middle school, something like that, where... We had responsibilities like every other child with a pet does, but the way my parents did it was so extreme. Where if we didn't clean the poop daily, and you know, like we are students too, and we do forget we are new and everything to this, but my dad would put the, would, would at least like, I'm putting air quotes right now, 
puts the rabbit in a, at a farm as like a lesson to say, oh, this is like, I put the rabbit in the farm. So that's it. You're not going to have a rabbit anymore. You're mm-hmm. done. And then we were both crying because we're like, oh my God, we don't have a rabbit anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was just like number one. Number two is that my parents took my rabbit, Thumper, and gave him away without me knowing. Just randomly, I come home like, where's Thumper? And Thumper was like my rabbit, so I was really attached to him specifically compared to Fluffbun. Fluffbun was really Jordan's rabbit. Jordan's my brother. But I was just like, my only rabbit, the only one I was actually really taking care of, you just gave him away without letting me know. So all of a sudden, I'm like heartbroken, and I'm like, I mean, this is like kind of me being immature. I didn't give as much care to Fluffbun because it wasn't my rabbit. It was Jordan's rabbit at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, but then I was just happy that when I went to college and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to get my own animals when I graduate. Like I'm I'm leaving this house so I can finally do whatever I want. I don't want to be in the confines of what my parents want us to say. So when I graduate, I was like, okay, the first thing I'm thinking of the first thing I'll think of is moving out, which is I needed it for my mental and emotional health in general. And I was just so happy. However, the building was not pet friendly. And unfortunately, I just could not afford for a pet friendly building at that time. And then like about four or five months later, an opportunity came out for a pet friendly apartment. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. literally doing it because I went from a studio, which actually I was thinking about smuggling a cat over and no oh one would know because like, how would they know unless you maybe have like the super coming in and trying to fix something? Well, but <laughs> good thing you didn't because we should own them responsibly yeah. at a place that will accept yeah. them. And also PSA. If your parents are crazy like ours who don't really believe in animal care, do not get a pet. Yeah. Do not ask for a pet until when you get your own money. Yeah, so I'm just happy. I, I mean, I guess it's bad. I, I mean, like, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm upset that I had that experience. But because of that, I had that mentality of like, okay, well, now I'm living on my own. I am 100% responsibility to provide the best care that I can that I can. And I had the money at the time. And not to mention, I was living by myself. So almost like with my own baby. Um, And it was like, when I moved into the new apartment, I was already cat-proofing. I was getting ready and saying like, okay, this is where the cat tree would be. It was like, we were basically planning for a cat before we even moved in. Uh, I mean, like in hindsight, I wish I got different furniture. But that was when I had the other apartment. And I didn't think about things like covering the unders and blocking down under the sinks but only after when i got a cat then i realized like okay i need to do all these things so i actually don't make a fire hazard but so things like that was something i learned and i was just so happy to finally have a cat and then really raise her as my own so in this case my first cat was dawn and then after that i got sora honestly was pretty impulsive because i was thinking of getting dawn a buddy but the actual timing was I was waiting for another year, but then at the same time, people were saying, you know, she's still a kitten. You want to introduce another cat when she's a kitten so they can get along better. And I'm glad that I did because I could handle it. And I had Addison move in with me too. So he helped out a lot with that. But that was just a lot of work and it was all very worth it because now I'm a crazy cat lady. Uh-huh. She has a she, magnet of it. Yeah, she, I was given that as a gift. <laughs> basically, she had her own like awakening. Yes. All right, what about you with college? And- well, for me in college, there wasn't really much of a difference. It's just like, oh, when I'm 
at school, my parents are taking care of Dash. When I come back, it's normally me and my sister will just like take the car to a park. Because like I said, again, my dog is very particular. He has a very specific park he likes to go to. So we that's like kind of our time to just chill and spend time together. We would just drive over to this park. And when there were times where there was no one at the park, we would just kind of let him run around and just get his daily cardio or whatever. And then we would just take him back and whatnot. And again, he has a very particular diet, so we don't feed him commercial food because it's bad for his liver. So we have to cook him food and just chop it up into like small pieces in a way that he'll want to eat it. He's a really picky eater. So I feel very fortunate to have cats now who will just fucking eat their shit. Um, Not their actual shit. (laughs) Their food. So, yeah, there's not really much of a difference for me between college and when I come back other than just whoever's available will take over, which I guess is a very important thing to have because I would imagine if I had parents who weren't as attentive, I would be worried about Dash. But luckily, again, I think it's a team effort if you have pets within a household because realistically, if you're all sharing the same space, you're going to eventually reach the point of needing to help each other out with the animals, so... Yep. So I'm actually really curious about Ad. (laughs) You never had pets before, either in your childhood, and I'm not counting your paper fish. And you didn't have pets in college either. And I honestly, like, coming from New York, I think your only exposure was really to rats. (laughs) So I'm curious as to how was your experience when we first had Don and Sora? I mean... Don and Sora. I, I mean, I didn't think of getting cats in my life. I was thinking maybe a husky. I heard this too in <laughs> California. <laughs> but then I realized it's not it's not realistic enough to have a husky in a in an apartment in New York. But yeah, I think it's it was surprisingly I guess good experience of having Don first as one cat because yeah. I need to get used to having. A living creature in, in my life besides Christine <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess when Sora came along I felt like it was a little early just the fact that mm-hmm. Dong was still new and she and then I think just how many months was it I think like four months later five months around December we got Sora but yeah I think I got better at taking care of pets I'm able to just pick them up <laughs> Yeah. Were you scared of pets or animals in general before? Not really. I mean, my parents never liked pets. My, my mom got bitten by a dog and a cat, so we never had a pet. The only pet that we had was probably like four four mouses living in an apartment. <laughs> you know, then my grandma killed them and then flushed them down. The table. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh Are you sure God. they were not rats? They're rats, because one time I woke up, because I used to uh, sleep, sleep under, like, my parents, like, next to them, another bed, and then I saw a mouse staring at me while I woke up, <laughs> and I just waited until I walked away. <laughs> wow, it's, it was truly, like, having a buddy, a sleeping buddy. So, how do you, how, how would you say, you're, have you grown, like, fatherly feelings for Don and Sora? Now, at this point, I do feel more like a parent now. But I need to tell them not to do certain stuff. <laughs> do so, your homework. So let's say, like, for example, like, oh, I don't know, Don or Sora, like, escape this building. 
they're like in this building. I'm not gonna make this extreme situation. They're ext- they're in this building. They're just hard to find. Would you like be all fatherly panicking and being like, "Where's my children?" I gotta let Christine do the panicking. Wow. I'll just be the one be like, "Okay, they can't go that far." Yes, <laughs> Dawn's a scary cat, so I know she's just gonna sit there and, and come back to us eventually when she's hungry. Same for Sora, since he's the fattest cat we have. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, I do see a fatherly growth in you, whether you want to admit it or not. <laughs> Especially when you hold, like, Dawn so tenderly. Aww. But, you know, you're a tsundere. I think this would be a pretty interesting topic is how is it like owning pets with your significant other? I don't have that I exactly yet. was thinking that topic as well. <laughs> I don't have that experience just yet, so... <laughs> But you we'll make a part two in two years from now. Oh. Yes. So I guess we'll start off with Ad. So do you feel like we have grown as a couple because of Don and Sora? I mean, it, it, most people should have a solid relationship before they have children, but pets is kind of like you're walking before you're running. Yeah, I think it's... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you're a crazy cat lady already, so you're always... You, you bought the cat tree like three or four months before you even had a cat. So you're already obsessive, and I think I, I eventually became more responsible with the cat, you know. I came along and was like, okay, they're just like kids, I said there's no diapers on them. <laughs> so what were some lessons that you learned? I learned that they, they, they bite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what lessons have you learned co-parenting with Christine in terms of like, let's say, teamwork? For, um, like, for young little Chens running around. <laughs> or Wongs. Or Wongs, yes, true. Young little Chens. Wow. <laughs> Let's see, I think we learned, I guess, I'm trying to think of something here. I guess we're more prepared now for kids, because we never now know, like, because how loud they are. Like, I used to hearing them cry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Wait till uh, when you get a baby and then you don't have a sleep schedule no more. <laughs> we'll have the cats take care of the kids. I would say for my particular aspect is making sure we're both on the same page because if they're kittens, they're super malleable in terms of the habits they can build. And if we're not consistent, then it will be like, okay, we need to be on the same page because this is exactly how it would be with the kids. If you say, yes, you can have candy, and I say, no, you can't have candy, of course they're going to want to have the candy. So we need to be on the same page in everything, even when it comes to like closing the toilet lid, when we give the food, how we give the food, how much vitamins, all these little things. And every little thing matters. They are living animals, so we need to actually worry about their health. And any little thing that we think could be a little bit of an issue, we do need to check it out. And I mean, we can't always be Googling or going WebMD where they say you have cancer and everything. You have to actually think about it, look it up, and go to the vet if, ha- if you have to. You have to do your due diligence, and honestly, uh, because in the past for me, my family was so anti-vet or anti-spending money on your pets, like, I was just going to be like, okay, I have to pay my money, otherwise in the future I will have issues. So it actually did take me some time to get pet insurance too. So Michelle, what about you? Well, for me, first of all, I never expected to have cats this year. I really envisioned myself going on a cool epic Norway road trip with drones and shit but instead of spending the money on that I ended up with two tabby sisters 
And the way this all happened was the beginning of this year, Colin kept entertaining the idea of like, what if we got cats or whatever? And I was just like, you know, I mean, like, I felt like he was just saying it as just a fun thought in which at that time it was just a fun thought. And I was just like, well, I don't really envision us getting pets until we're both knowingly committed to the idea that we're both going to take care of them, just like how my parents want me and my sister to be committed to our animal. I don't want to be a single parent in any type of relationship, preferably, unless if the other partner dies, you can't really do much about that. But so for as long as we are both alive, I want us to both care about it. I don't want it to be a one-sided relationship because I just think that's sad. So I was just like, we'll just get one when we both know like it's serious, it's time, like we've achieved enough in our lives to just be okay with taking care of one. So throughout time, we would just keep entertaining the idea of getting a pet, blah, blah, blah. And one day Colin's pet, Nato, who's a cat, it was really his brother's cat that just eventually got absorbed into his care. He passed away, unfortunately, and that really motivated Colin to want to get a cat. So at first, we had uh, his sister-in-law found two stray kittens in her backyard, and at first he thought that he could adopt one of them and that it was like a sign from the heavens being like, oh, your cat passed away, but now they're the lives of these kittens that actually need help. But unfortunately, that family of cats just ran away the next day. And you know that feeling of once you wanted something and you kind of made a decision, he was just like, well, now I really want a cat badly. <laughs> so he was just like, Michelle, I think this week I'm going to adopt a cat. Like it was right after we went to the Mojave Desert as a trip and I knew that would be the end of our epic trips because the children entered our lives. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love them. So, so yeah. So then Colin was just like, I want to get cats, Michelle. And I was just like, okay, cool. I wasn't really that emotionally ready. Like I was kind of overwhelmed because I was just like, okay, this is going to be a huge shift. I might have to sacrifice some of my time now to take care of the cats. Like, I'm, I'm not mad about it because I've always wanted a cat, but I was just like, oh, whoa, I didn't expect it happening this year. <laughs> so we ended up adopting two Tabby sisters, like literally a few weeks later, and they are named Moonpie and Bonbon, bon, like I said earlier. And Colin really wanted like a cat that would be a dog and magically Moonpie really fits the bill and Bonbon bon, I would say is definitely more like a regular cat although she is very affectionate and loves to be carried and just po-poed which is like you know when you just say like carry a baby in Cantonese I, I don't know I just like to say that about her because she wears a bib and she just reminds me of a baby even though she's like a very independent woman so yeah, for me, I really value having a partner that's really gonna put in their all for their animal, not just me, again, even like with children, this is gonna reflect in the future as well. I was just like, if I ever have a moment where I feel like a single mother, I have to let a hoe know. I have to let them know that I do not like this. I want both of us to be putting effort in it and whatnot. So at first it was just me living by myself in my apartment and Colin lived in his house with his parents because we were in the middle of trying to get a house. So for that time, I kept the cats in my apartment. I took care of them over the weekdays, but from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning, Colin would take care of them. So it balances out. And Nowadays, now that we live together, Colin is responsible for doing the litter box, which thank the fucking Lord, because <laughs> I hate doing that shit. And I feed them. And I'm not mad about that because it smells less bad. So yeah. And then 
I would say another thing that I really value in having a partner that I share pets with is I just want to know that they love them as much as I do. I don't want to have anything one-sided. I've been in one-sided relationships before. I hate that feeling. So it just feels really good to have a partner that cares about the cat's just as much or even more than I do. Like I have a security camera <laughs> that I can so spy nice. on Colin with the cats. And every time I see the camera, I just like see him like singing like, Kibby, 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 Kibby. And he's like carrying the tray of their Aww. food. And I'm just like, I'm not even there for him to like show his love or whatever. And it's just, I think it's really admirable to see someone who's so serious about his work. And he's just... He, he's a pretty serious guy in general when it comes to his work, but yet he has this very soft spot for our cats that he just loves snuggling with them and whatever. He loves leaving a spot on his desk with Moon Pie, and he's always like taking pictures, and he's always like calling me, and he's like, Michelle, Moon Pie slept with me today. <laughs> and when we first got the cats, by the way, they weren't even adjusted to us, and he was very forcing them to be intimate with us. So at first I was just like, just let them do their thing. Like they just let them acclimate. That really sounds like a certain someone else. I was about to say the same thing. He's kind of like Christine in a male embodiment, (laughs) but it's a cat cat precorn thing. (laughs) So every night we went to bed in the beginning, he would just be like, move "Move over, move over. I was like, what are you doing? He's like pushing me to the edge. He's like, we have to make room for the kitties. And I was just like, (laughs) oh my God. So I have a crazy cat dad on my end, I guess. But it's been pretty nice because I feel like at least I enjoy having that equality shared between us and having a happy little life. So, yeah. Yeah. Our relationship is a little bit more different because you guys have equality. I mean, clearly it looks like Colin loves them a lot. He also had animals prior so he was an animal person beforehand too yes he had a goat (laughs) he had a goat yeah they had goats and chickens what what i guess they're learning something new today (laughs) i I think i remember yeah laurel had a goat in which they miss that's why they have goat figurines in their house my boyfriend's mom collects goat merch (laughs) you know what that's really gross (laughs) Also, LA has a thing for goats, but that can be another podcast. (laughs) But yeah, so I like, Ad and I have different relationship with pets for that reason. I was definitely more into pets and I was definitely more into cats. He had absolutely, he didn't really have an opinion period about animals to begin with. He didn't want to be with animals. I think at one point, actually, maybe you were scared about rats and then Dawn actually helped you get rid of your fear of rats because she's like a little fleeting gray thing around in the middle of the night. Who said I'm afraid of, I'm not afraid of rats though. (laughs) I guess that's misinformation. (laughs) No. I mean, I'm not really scared scared. I just like, just jump a little when I see them but then I'm like, okay, they're there. Yeah, but I'm wondering about Michelle though because Ad has this thing against me where I, he hates the fact that maybe during work I'm like, oh my god, look at that, they're so cute. They're so cute. Oh my god, look at them. They're so cute. They're doing, look, they're like, how would you feel? Has Colin done that to you? And like, he is the one that does so, that. To so me. how does that how does that make you feel? Because Ad is annoyed whenever I do that to him. I feel like I have a different relationship to animals than Ad does. So for me, I enjoy it. And like, I feel like I love animals, but I'm the type who enjoys them from a distance. Like, I like <laughs> to observe, draw, do whatever. Like, I like to just 
give them their space and whatnot. So I still love them, but I'm not the type to always be initiating every single affectionate move. <laughs> like, but Colin is the type to be like, literally start dancing in front of them. And then he'll just look at me as he's dancing in front of them. And I'm just like, very nice. <laughs> so how do you feel? I, I've been talking for you now. You can talk for yourself. I feel like you do it too often, though. You're just like, you're just sitting there. You're just like, oh my god, you're so cute. I'm like, okay, I saw that like two seconds ago, <laughs> and then you do it again. You're just like, oh, look at them again. Oh, okay, they're laying down. <laughs> I like. I think like this is something I couldn't really relate to in the past because I couldn't really bond with a rabbit. It wasn't really my rabbit to begin with. And everyone says, you know, pet therapy. You get to feel very happy. You feel endorphins and whatnot, especially when it's your baby. So when I got the rabbits, I felt, when I got the cats, I really felt that because especially if you see them grow as a little baby and then you grow and then you see them, you see them doing these milestones. Like I feel the same exact way when it comes to the foster cat. If you see that transformation, I'm like, oh my God, she's not rubbing against you. She like five, like two months ago, you were scared about being near a human being within the same room. Like that's the kind of things that go into my mind. I'm like, oh my God, the transformation. I was part of this life and I witnessed this. So that's my relationship with animals. And honestly, I still am not a huge animal fan compared to Michelle and Sally, but definitely I have an appreciation now because I have cats. And I wonder about, do you have a better or more appreciation for animals now, Addison? Well, yeah, I'm starting to like cats a little more. How about other animals too, like dogs? Because you I also haven't really interacted with dogs. <laughs> well, well, Sally, even if you're not currently living with your boyfriend, what would you envision being what you would value if you were to share yeah. animals? Especially when you guys want a cat together. Well, my boyfriend, so I'm, I would say I love all animals, but I was, de I'm definitely more of a dog person. But that doesn't mean I don't love my cat. I still like just like with Odie's chest of me shoving my face and sniffing it, I shove my face in Rome's chest to sniff it too and be like, like motorboating. <laughs> but but I, I definitely had like an affinity for dogs, particularly though. Um, and my boyfriend, he had an, he has an affinity for a cat because he has like, he had a cat named Meow. It was a orange cat. Unfortunately, he doesn't remember what she looks like because it's been quite a long time and he didn't, he lost pictures um, of her digitally, but she passed away tragically. And again, it's because he was also just a kid. He didn't have money. And again, PSA, do not, if your parents do not believe in anything about animals do not get do not get a pet until when you can get like when you're able to pay for them and be financially stable but his cat passed away tragically from like a cat fight uh, and so he always wants another female orange cat which by the way is very rare so I would like to make that dream come true so if anybody has a female orange <laughs> cat that would love to be adopted you know, send them my way. Um, but yeah, so he always wanted a female orange cat and I actually never really envisioned myself to have a cat. 
I knew it was gonna happen one day in the far future, maybe when I had kids. That was gonna be like my next pet. I would after I want I don't wanna think about it, but when if Odie, you know, passed away, I would never have a pet ever again. I've literally told everyone I would never have a pet again. Never, ever, ever. And then Rome came and I was like, well <laughs> and he re- and Rome seems like he would really thrive companionship with a cat. So Eventually, sometime in the future, you know, when I live with my boyfriend, he has the choice to pick his own cat, which I will still love, but I just want him to have the choice to pick his own cat. Hopefully, maybe another female ginger one, but yeah, he really loves cats. (laughs) But I mean, I never envisioned having a boyfriend that doesn't like animals. Because, I mean, it's just a huge part of my life. My brother, too. We always send each other animal videos. It could be a seal just, like, snorting bubbles. <laughs> and we'll just be, like, disgustingly cute or whatever. And basically, that's the relationship with my boyfriend and I. Except he kind of harasses me with chipmunk pictures because he thinks my cheeks kind of resemble a chipmunk because I don't know they're chubby or whatever and I'm just like how dare you but that's disgustingly cute um I don't know when this podcast is gonna come he's probably not gonna listen to it or until (laughs) until after the gift arrives but I got him a Christmas present which is basically a chipmunk with nuts in its mouth on a shirt for him in a pocket that pocket is fake but that's how much he harasses me with chipmunks <laughs> that I have to just harass him back with that. But we send each other lots of animal videos and uh, photos. And even on Skype, we just watch animal videos together. And we're just like, huh? Huh? look at him. And he'll be like, yeah, look at him. And so, yeah, I think uh, when we live together, we're, we're going to have... Uh, I don't know, I think we're going to be on the same page about it. Um, and I've, ironically, he never really had an experience with a dog. And obviously, Odie is like my world and my mm-hmm. package because I truly like feel like a mother to him. But Odie doesn't like males as much as he likes females, except for my brother's friends. He loves the shit out of them. But every time I have a male, like, friend, let's say, like, Addison, or even my boyfriend, Tommy, they would come. He would not be as, like, friendly to them in comparison to, like, Christine and Michelle. And the first time um, they interacted, Odie would kind of, like, like, he would never bite him, but he would be, like, threatening to nip him just Ooh. because <laughs> just because he's like, now you're in my territory. This oh. is my mommy. Oh. It's my mommy. <laughs> and then now there will be days where Odie climbs onto his lap and oh. just be like, you're my bed now. And then Tommy will be like, I can't move. <laughs> I don't dare to move. And I'll, it's, it's, so their relationship has gone to the point where they cuddle, and I was like, so how do you feel about Odie? And he'll be like, you know, he's a nice dog. He's not really my dog, but I like him. And so he, he truly understands how I feel about Odie and truly comforts me during the times where I would get emotional about Odie just thinking about the future <laughs> and whatnot, which we don't have to talk about that, but 
I think both of us are like on the same page of like being kind of obsessed with animals mm -hmm. from the amount of Skype calls of just watching animal videos. <laughs> I see. That is an interesting story. I'm curious. I, we're probably going to do another episode when we revisit. Yeah, an updated version. Just be like, how are our kids? <laughs> and then who knows? Maybe one of us will have babies by then. Oh, <laughs> quick question. Any future animals? So I think like Addison and I were both talking about this. I'm still going to be fostering. It's always going to just be like plus one. I don't think we would ever do plus two unless they probably would adopt quickly like kittens, two kittens maybe. And I have considered maybe kittens before, but then it's way too much energy, way too much work in my opinion. So we're going to stick with just one adult cat. And we were talking about at one point, and it seems like Addison is kind of like on the air about this when it comes to if we have the perfect cat for him, it will be his cat, not my cat, because I have two cats. And, you know, if I have three cats, that's, that's crazy cat lady area, even though I'm already a crazy cat lady. It would be so. crazy, crazy cat lady. Crazy, crazy cat lady. So we would want him to want the cat because so far he hasn't really had that much of a choice. I, I got the two cats on my own, but technically he had the ability to say no. He just said okay. But again, that wasn't a yes. That was an okay. So he was just going to tolerate it. So I want to wait until he actually feels very attached to cats and I mean, like, I can't really force that down his throat or anything basically, like that. He'll have to choose it on his own. Basically, instead of the bachelorette, it'll be the catchulorette. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And you're yeah. just passing out your roses to whoever passes. Yeah. And I kind of like fostering too because it really helps us kind of break up the monotony and in the house, especially when it comes to two cats. It's cute and all. But whenever we have, like, maybe Charlotte has a transformation, like, oh god, it's so cute. And then if we see maybe what happens to Don and Sora with the cats, like so far we've only had two female cats, but we can see how they interact with our cats to see how it would be. But so far we haven't had a male cat yet until maybe Rome to see exactly how they would interact with a male cat. So as we go through, I think fostering was really a good idea to see if we do want a third cat because then we could see if they get along, then there's a potential to adopt him or her. So that's like the baseline. They have to get along. Otherwise, you would be risking it if you adopted a random cat from somewhere and then you come home and they don't even get along. Kitty Saurus, you better watch out. Your 11 <laughs> cats are going to be overtaken. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Yeah, I don't think I'll be obsessed with cats, though. I think I won't try at least one dog in my life. But probably not a husky, right? <laughs> Maybe a Shiba Inu. Or... Don't look with that. <laughs> I, I'm actually down to have a dog, but just definitely not now. Um, I think we mentioned this before. Our kids need to be able to walk yeah. with their two feet. I think, so in 10 years, basically. I think it would be interesting to see uh, Christine as a dog parent. I don't, I don't think she's capable of it. That's why I don't, I don't see myself either right now, but I would need to probably dog sit at one point to see exactly how it would be. I have dog sit actually before for my aunt's dog back when I was back at with like my parents and everything but it was oh my god it was a shit show <laughs> they lost the dog while we were walking what so yeah and then uh, my mom was like oh my god he's so sweet he actually went back to the door I'm like some dogs are not gonna be like that so that's too risky way too risky and I think something that we also need to worry about is I mean with cats I think the way we did it they're perfectly fine with children 
But if we have a dog, that means that not only do we have to walk the dog, you also have to take care of your children, and then you also need to make sure that they don't do anything stupid. But there's just so many factors. That's why I want to wait until the children can actually walk before we consider a dog. And who knows, maybe it won't be a puppy. Maybe it'll be an older puppy or older dog. I don't know. An older puppy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you want a dog. That would be exciting. I don't know how you would be as a dog parent. <laughs> it's quite a... It's quite a thing. Yeah. You know, learn how to take control and command. Probably consider fostering a dog before we even consider yeah. it. Yeah. True. I mean, I already graduated from paperfish to a cat. <laughs> yeah. So great yeah. progress. Might as well try at least a dog in like a few years, like yeah. five, six years. My mom is planning on getting a dog too, so who knows if we have to pet sit the dog and see how that is. That would be interesting to hear. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> That, that would be interesting to hear. What about you, Michelle? Any future well, animals? Well, Colin, really, I think he has a preference towards cats more than dogs, but he still wants a dog in the future. He has made jokes, but like, again, these cats started off as jokes and they, they manifested. <laughs> and he always is like, I think Moon Pie needs a baby. Aww. I think Moon Pie needs a child. She's so nurturing. She needs a baby. And I'm like... I don't know if we can do three cats. Like, if we got three cats, I wouldn't be mad about it. But it's more of I thought that we were leaving the third spot for mm -hmm. a potential future dog because Colin has displayed a lot of interest in an Australian shepherd I... on the... What? The Australian Shepherd, though it may be three times the size, could still be the baby of Moon Pie. Yeah, so, like, Moon Pie will just be like, let me lick you, child, but she's just like sitting on top of this giant baby. <laughs> it might take an hour, but she'll get yeah, there. So, meanwhile, I am interested in exploring the hound family. Maybe we might end up with four animals. But <laughs> this, I don't envision as getting a dog within the house that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. I would really, considering that the dogs that we have displayed interest in are definitely going to need a lot more space, I would like to be in a larger residence before we yeah. make that decision and just give the cats their time to shine now and get mm -hmm. back to me in five years about the dog. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, clearly there's potential if they seem to be warming up to Dash, it's just the other way around. Yeah, it's Moon Pie who loves Dash, but Dash is like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's because Dash is like, I'm not your baby, I'm your 10 years your senior. <laughs> calm down. He's, he's a cranky old man. He's a cranky <laughs> He's one. like, calm down, wait until, wait until you like turn one at least before you yep. can lick me. Yep. So um, would you actually ever consider maybe fostering just to see how it would be with your with your cats because that's what I was thinking I don't think I would be into fostering just because for me I honestly that transition of always getting an animal then getting it adopted and then I don't think it currently fits my lifestyle mm -hmm. honestly and I won't be able to really give the animal its proper care when I already have other animals plus both me and my boyfriend are extremely busy yeah so I don't really envision us fostering in a perfect world maybe when we're retired and maybe if we're retired at like an early age it could be a possibility but within the near future I don't really see it being a thing yeah what about you Sally uh again I think the only future animal that may come pretty soon or up in the next at least two years is going to be a female cat that's and orange 
Hopefully orange. <laughs> I don't know how orange he wants the cat to be, but he he would even look at pictures of cats and be like, that's not orange enough when they're literally bright orange. <laughs> I need her to be saturated orange. <laughs> Skew the saturation. Exactly. Wow. Basically, when you look at this cat, it's going to blind you. But um, Garfield. Yeah, so, I mean, that's really on him. But, yeah, the next... The next animal possibly in my life will be an orange cat, a female orange cat. Who knows? Maybe named Meow Junior. <laughs> but um, but um, after that, I will not have a pet until maybe when my kids are in middle school, because <laughs> I I really learned a lot from like my time having mm-hmm. a dog. And being 10 and growing up, being basically the sole take, like caretaker of my dog, even though I literally had no money. But it was a lot of responsibility. I don't think I will get over the trauma of, like, if Odie passes away or something. I don't think I'll get over that trauma. And I probably will not get a pet, like, after this female cat comes and then later on. But in the future, I do see myself fostering Mm. maybe when that's when i have kids or something or maybe that's when they go to college i do see myself fostering because the great thing about fostering is that you save two lives yeah you you give an animal in need a home and then you open a spot in a rescue or a shelter for another animal to come in to get the care and possibly they could also get foster and fostering is like rehabbing an animal to show that they could get love that's why, you know, fostering isn't for everyone, though. It is def- very difficult, but I feel like that will be the time period where I can give myself to helping an animal. Yeah. But my goal in the future is to, like, maybe also retirement age, is to rescue a chihuahua and a pit bull. Because obviously I have a sp- soft spot for a chihuahua. Fun fact. Chihu- like... The first book I got about for about dogs is a Chihuahua 101 book. <laughs> and then I and then I told Raymond, uh, also my first laptop, my wallpaper was a Chihuahua. <laughs> and then ironically, I told my brother Raymond, you know what? I don't think I want a Chihuahua cuz they're too small and, you know, they're too small and I'm afraid I'm going to lose them somewhere <laughs> or I'm going to stop on them. And it's like, you're right. I ended up getting a chihuahua. Though a he's bigger a, chihuahua. Yeah, a very big chihuahua, which, which by the way, I think this it's more common of his size because he's a deer head mm. versus an apple head chihuahua. And I also have a thing against apple head chihuahuas because, you know, they're bred to like have this really large cranium and bred to be so small that sometimes it can't support the head. That's a different topic. (laughs) But, um, yeah. uh, I will take any chihuahua, though, in a rescue or shelter because chihuahuas and pit bulls are the two breeds that get euthanized the most and are the most misunderstood breeds. And I love pit bulls and I love chihuahuas. If I were to have them, you know, like a little an oxymoron of just a big dog and the little dog and they're able to coexist that would make me happy and who knows probably a black cat too because black cats are also the most euthanized cat breed because you know 
I don't know they're why. Not, they're bad, bad luck. Bad luck and unpopular. Also, to contribute to the idea of why you should help move society in a better direction with animals is fostering and adopting yes. is so much fucking cheaper than buying an animal. So you might as well foster or adopt if you're considering an animal. Yes. Although, I won't say that it's easy most of the time, but... You know what? If you can do it, it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying breeders are all terrible. There are terrible breeders that are in it for money, and there are respectable breeders. But you know what? Most of the time, breeders, there will be somebody who will buy from a breeder, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, for example, fostering or sheltering, there's going to be so many animals in there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I find sh- I find fostering very rewarding, and I mean, like I mentioned before, that tr- transformations are the ones that I like the most. I've only seen two transformations, so I'm just I'm just waiting for other cats too. And the moment that they get adopted, it's just like, yes, I do feel sad, especially from my first foster. I didn't really have the moment I wanted to have because literally it was actually going to California to see Michelle. She was with me the moment it happened. Yeah, and it was like actually with the temporary foster for basically five days. He, uh, like, basically, she and her roommate were going to take care of this foster cat, Light Fury, which is my first one. And the roommate actually really liked her. So I was like, oh, okay. So they were going to keep her a little bit longer to make sure that this is exactly what they wanted to do. They ended up keeping her and adopting her. And at the end of the day, it was, they were adopted. She was adopted. And I didn't even know until I emailed and said, hey, so uh, it's been two weeks. What is the update? And they said, yeah, so it looks like her roommate did decide to adopt Life Beery. And I had that awkward moment of texting the ex-temporary foster and said, hey, can I visit Life Beery? I never had a good goodbye. And when I went there, I was so sad because she ran right away. <laughs> I think because like, so tragic. I think she was so traumatized because of Don and Sora. Like, Don really didn't do anything. I think it was really Sora just terrorizing her because... He wanted to play, and she just, like, didn't want to have it. So yeah. the moment she sniffed me, she saw all the cat fur on me, and it was like, no. And then I saw her really happy, though, because she was prancing, and I never see her prance. I was like, okay, I get, I'm, I'm really happy that she Aww, found it. That's like a home. free willy moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should have just specifically chosen outfit, just washed those two, like, <laughs> like just thoroughly wash your shirt and pants don't have it touch anything in your apartment. Just wear it out right after it's done drying. And then just be like, yeah, you smell none of that sore <laughs> harassment on me. It was actually pretty impulsive, though. We were just going on a walk. And I was like, oh, we're in the area of the temporary foster. So I'm just going to text her five minutes before. Like, hey, are you home? Like, we're here. And we, we can pick up the stuff because we had to drop off a litter box, a carrier, uh, a pooper scooper. And then um, they, they ended up keeping the litter box and venmoing me basically and i kept the litter and i kept the the carrier so basically it was a very last minute decision i would have actually probably taken a lint roller or maybe care i should have at least carried a lint roller if anything (laughs) but instead i didn't but in the end i was able to see her so it's not like the end of the world honestly like it was kind of funny because before we even left i took a little polaroid it's as if i knew (laughs) it was it was a yeah yeah it was instinct but also, her name is now Moo. Moo Moo. It's Moo Moo. Oh, Moo Moo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because Light Fury looks like a cow. 
Yeah, well, Momo. She's a little cutie. He's so cute and affectionate. I miss yeah. her. She's in better hands now. Yes. Yeah. If you guys want to see her, I do have a whole story highlight on my Instagram. So. And if you want to adopt Charlotte, check out Christine's stories. Yes. Yeah. You know, she really looks like Moo Moo. <laughs> yeah, she's a gray spotted version. Yeah. yeah. But also she has a cute little uh, smudge on her lips, so yes, you could like even little, call her smudge. A little gray mustache. Yeah. Like half a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... I think that was a very good conversation about our responsibilities, especially as young pet parents and what we learned from our childhood or at least like through our adulthood. So we will have this, we're going to revisit this episode again when Sally and Tommy get their second cat together. Oh, and he can join the podcast. Yeah. And maybe Colin can join the yeah. podcast. And maybe the guys will have their <laughs> own little chat on Christine's podcast. I, even though I'm the host, I will graciously step out for this. I want the truthies. I will only figure out when I edit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that would be exciting times yes. when the quarantine is over and we can all congregate and talk about feelings <laughs> yes or not yeah. even just congregate we could just do it remotely and then you guys michelle and sally won't hear it until it's actually live that's kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> you know what what would be fun too is to react to that oh, oh more content uh, yes for, for one hour channel. reaction the girls video. speak up <laughs> yeah the girls speak up and then the boys will have a riot against us. <laughs> Even though Ad is hearing this plan right now, it's not part of the potential future here. plan. You don't know anything, okay? You don't know anything. <laughs> Let's erase your hands. Just spying right now. Wow. Alright, so we're gonna end this episode. Thank you so much, Michelle and Sally, and also Addison for always being a great guest on this podcast. You're welcome. We're def definitely gonna be looking forward to that all boys podcast episode and then a girls react episode all right cool all right thank you guys so much make that thing for your kitty she did a weird wave thing <laughs> yeah as i look at rome as he he's actually gonna be staying over for a whole week and then we're gonna see how he reacts with dinosaur and our foster charlotte yeah updates on my instagram link down below yeah yeah bye-bye <laughs>